My mother's people were all coal miners. My father's people were all steel workers. They all worked in the mills. I don't believe in miracles. I believe in Pittsburgh. We play for city and country. The city is Pittsburgh, and this is Steelers country. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Steeler Country. I'm your host, Tony. Week 10 in the books, the Pittsburgh Steelers defeat the Indianapolis Colts 20-17, bringing their record now to 7-2, three and a half games up on the AFC North. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens now 4-5 and five after their bye week. Uh, and the Steelers also have the best record in the AFC now, 7-2, and two, tied with only New England. Uh, right now, the Steelers have the, the, the conference record uh, by a, a half game, I think. Um, but they'll play each other later this year, so that will kind of be decided on the field rather than through some odd tiebreaker. Steelers-Colts was a, another interesting one, right? And coming off the bye week, uh, the Steelers, as we talked about, had kind of an easy schedule. The rest of the way, certainly no teams that you know out and out scare you other than New England and Indianapolis was certainly uh, not in the in that realm at all. This was supposed to be a cakewalk, even though it was in Indianapolis. But you know the Steelers somehow, some way, find a way to make these games interesting, right? I mean, they really haven't had a game this year that has been a significant blowout. Even their three biggest wins. Wins against, and I mean biggest wins points wise, right? The two seventeen point wins, the the wins against the Vikings and the Ravens, um, and then their you know the win against the fifteen point win against Cincinnati, right? Those games never really felt like I mean it felt like the Steelers were were certainly in control of those games, but they were never really out of reach until you know late into the fourth, well into the fourth quarter, um, and and certainly you know the Steelers in this game decided to fall behind early. In fact, you know, if you're familiar with uh, – in the comic book world, they have this idea of a what-if story, right? What if what if something else had happened in this given story? This was very much – the Steelers-Colts is very much a what-if the Steelers beat the Bears, right? I mean this, ha- this game had all the makings of exactly the kinds of things that went wrong in Chicago, right? The weird special teams returned kick uh, – bad turnovers, not playing defense while not tackling well, giving up big plays, big scores. Um, that, that was all that was all evident in Indianapolis. And yet somehow some way this team found a way to win in the end, something they didn't do against Chicago. Um, you know give this te- certainly give this team credit for finding it in themselves to, to mount this comeback in the second half, but you know, you kind of got to start to ask yourself, like, what is the deal here? Because ultimately for this team, you know, Indianapolis could just be a blip, right? Okay, well, you know, that was weird that they that they went to Indy and kind of struggled uh, and, and only put up 20 and, you know, had to win that game on the last second field goal. But that's not really – but this isn't really out of the ordinary, right? In fact, I would say now looking at the last, this four-game winning streak, we've kind of played the same game – a lot of times in a row now. In fact, every Steeler game this year has kind of fallen into this this kind of pattern, right? I mean, just look at the scores of this four-game winning streak. 19 to 13, 29 to 14, 20 to 15, 20 to 17. 
Our defense in this four-game winning streak has given up 13, 14, 15, by week 17. How freaking weird is that? Offensively, we scored 19, 29, 20, 20. Now, 29 is good. And, and I think, you know, coming out of that game against Cincinnati, it was like, my God, can we just score some touchdowns? Our biggest problem is we just can't convert these trips. And now, now you really look back at that and you go, let's go back to that Cincinnati offense. That wasn't so bad, right? That was a pretty 29 points. I'll take 29 points all day because at the end of the day, as I said during the bye week, this team finds a way to get to 20 every week, and that's great. But they just kind of stay there. I mean, you look back at this entire season. Against again against against Baltimore, it was nineteen to nine for for so long in that game, and then finally they scored the touchdown at the end to make it twenty six to nine. Against against Cleveland again, the first game of the year, we only scored twenty one, and that game you know becomes twenty one to eighteen. Oh God, we have to run the clock out at the end. Against against Kansas City, we're killing Kansas City on defense. They can't get a first down. But and offensively, we're running it down their throat, but we can't sustain drives. Offensively, I don't even I, I couldn't even tell you how to fix what's happening with this football team right now. I don't know that there is an easy fix for what's happening offensively. You know, there's so many things being thrown around in Steeler Nation after this game because this was supposed to be the get healthy game, right? Indianapolis gives up 30 points on the regular this year. But the Steelers, for whatever reason, it's not just that they can't, you know, it's not that they didn't play well against Indianapolis, right? They, they just did the same thing they always do. Just this, it, we're just kind of seeing the same game over and over again. And again, I will give them credit because 7-2 and two is a better record than we've seen the Steelers have in a long, long time. Right, normally around this time we've already gone through the Ben missing whatever game, how many, however many games he's going to miss. Right, we've gone through the weird losing streak in the middle of the year, and now we're kind of finding our way and clawing and starting that, you know, way of turning it around. Right, I think this game last year, the, the game after the bye week was uh, was Baltimore, and when we, you know, got our ass kicked against Baltimore, and then came out the next week and and fought really hard against Dallas, but lost that one. Then of course started the winning streak. We haven't had that happen yet this year, right? To our credit, we haven't had a we haven't had any sort of losing streak. In fact, if you go back and look now at the losses this year, right? You know, you talk about win the games you're supposed to win. Um, this team has really lost the games it's supposed to lose, and I don't mean that by the opponents that they've played. But if you go back and now, if we go back to just you know what has been the offensive output every week and what has been the defensive output every week, right? If you go back and look at the Steelers, just points scored. It's 21, 26, 17, 26, 9, 19, 29, 20, 20, right? So the two lowest outputs this offense has had all year are 9 and 17. Those were in both losses, right? 17 against Chicago, 9 against Jacksonville. If you look defensively at how many points... We've given up this year, game by game. 18, 9, 23, 9, 30, 13, 14, 15, 17. Again, the two highest outputs defensively are against Chicago, 23, and Jacksonville, 30. Now, that doesn't normally happen, right? This is weird. This is weird. We haven't had any sort of... 
any sort of like outlier score wise, right? We haven't won a game, you know, thirteen to six. We haven't won a game thirty to twenty-seven, right? It's not like offensively we didn't put up a lot of points, but defensively we also didn't give up a lot of points. And we won a game that way, right? It's not has been the case. All of our games fall into this weird range of they're all exactly the same. It's all like twenty something to in the teens every single game. So give the Steelers credit for that. Give the Steelers credit for that. But when we go to look now at how do we fix this, what exactly are we fixing? Let's let's start there. What exactly are we fixing? Because, you know, are offensively, are we playing poorly offensively? You can't really say, well, we're playing poorly offensively. We're struggling to get to 20 every week, but we are somehow, someway finding a way to get there. And I, I will agree with you that it was it was it's not been good enough. It wasn't good enough against Detroit. It wasn't. It, it still isn't good enough against Indianapolis. It wasn't good enough against Kansas City. You know, it wasn't good enough against Chicago. It hasn't been good enough a lot of times this year defensively. And I, I you know, I know I'm on this. The Steelers haven't given up 20 points in regular in, in in regulation, and I'm still on that because again, it's nine weeks now that we still haven't given up. 20 in regulation. And this was certainly one that felt like, okay, here it is. Finally, the streak is going gonna, is gonna to end. They're going to give up 20 in this game because giving up 17 on the first, pl- what, what felt like the first play of the third quarter. Okay, here we go. Finally, the streak. All they need is a field goal and this, we're giving up 20. And it still didn't happen. Still didn't happen. So are we, are we playing well defensively? Does that mean that we're playing well defensively? If you go back now and look at these last two games, would you, would you say that the defense played well against Detroit and played well against Indianapolis? Again, I, I keep saying, I, I go back to what I said last week. Let's not just be results-oriented, right? Let's not just look at this team and go, they're 7-2 and two and therefore they are a good football team. But at the same time, when you talk about, okay, if we're saying that the play on the field is not necessarily good, what exactly about this are we fixing? Is is the running game broken? Is it the offensive line? Is it is it the passing game? Is it the play calling? Is it some sort of coaching thing? Is defensively when we look at giving up 500 yards against Matt Stafford, right, and yet only giving up 15 points, and then you go to Indianapolis and all of a sudden the the, the lack of of tackling comes back to bite you, and and now Frank Gore is having. Success and Jacoby Brissett's finding guys and this this breakdown in the secondary that we that we started to see in Detroit carries itself over now to, to Indianapolis where guys are just finding finding wide open space and we're and we're giving up fifty and sixty yard touchdowns. What is the solution here? What what are we talking about? Because I, I came on this podcast you know early in the year and I said let's run the ball every down and let's you know and, and let's just leave it up to Le'Veon run the run the thing through Le'Veon. And yet for the past two weeks, you know, we can't say that that's been working, right? And I know I went through my bullet points last week of here are the three things that I want to see from this team. And yes, Indianapolis checked one of those boxes again, right? Because what I wanted to see from this team is this, what happens when you get down early? What happens when you give up a stupid touchdown like the Steelers gave up in this one? And you're go, you go down 10 to 3 at halftime. And then the second half, you're down 17 to 3. Does, what would happen in that case in which you can't really go, you can't rely on, let's just run the ball every down, control the clock, that, you know, you're, you're down by points, you've got to get back in the game. What happens then? And give this team, and again, I give this team credit because in that moment, they found some drives, they got a big turnover in the red zone. 
So I again, I will give them credit for what they did in this game in, in coming back and facing that adversity. Adversity we had not seen them seen them face really since Chicago. And that's why I say a lot in a lot of ways this was this was the Chicago game all over again except the Steelers won the game. But I think you know, offensively, right? I don't think we can just rely on Le'Veon Bell every single down. I think part of what what makes this offense special or what made this offense special is that kind of pick your poison. You know, we, we've now seen Le'Veon get shut down a little bit these last two games. Not to say that he hasn't been effective, right? He has been effective, but not in the same way he was against Kansas City and against Cincinnati, right? And against Baltimore. You look at those three games this year, right? Those were games in which it was the Le'Veon Bell show and, and then Ben and AB and the passing game had its moments, but the, the, the driving factor offensively in those games was Le'Veon. And maybe those games took too much out of him because, again, you know, we've talked about wear and tear on Le'Veon and just this kind of using him in for 30 and 35 attempts a game. And how many touches is he going to get? It's, you know, it just kind of seems like every game is getting 30. And that hasn't really changed, right? It's not like in these last two games against Detroit and against Indianapolis that he's gotten less carries, right? You know, he's whereas in Cincinnati and against Kansas City, he, he was getting in the 30s. You know, he's now getting in the high 20s. But you add on the receptions that he had, um, and it's, you know, it's, it's very close, if not 30, in both of these games. So how long can we really sustain that? Now that, you know, we're, we're pretty much, you know, we're like mid-season at this point, right? We've got, we've got another seven games to play going forward. Are we going to rely on Le'Veon touching the ball 30 times a game for the next seven games, and that just gets us to the playoffs, and then we're talking about, you know, three more games in the playoffs potentially? I don't know that offensively we, we can be successful doing that. And I will say right now, we're not successful offensively doing that, right? It, even if that is the game plan right now is to just rely on Le'Veon. It worked against Kansas City. It worked against Cincinnati. But again, it, it, it worked, but it wasn't successful, right? It wasn't like we're going out there and we're, and we're, a, high, we're a high-powered offense. We're just kind of skating by at this point. You know, we talk about early in the year, we want to... Oh, don't worry, because, yeah, the Cleveland game was weird, and Minnesota, again, it was like, eh, it was just okay, but we're getting better, right? But you can't really say that this team all year now has been getting better, right? You, you, you can't actually say that the games against Detroit and Indianapolis were any better than the wins against Cleveland and Minnesota. They weren't worse, right? They weren't worse. They're not worse wins than the wins against Cleveland and Minnesota, but they're very much the same, and you rarely see this in the NFL, especially amongst good teams. A team and, and by a good team, I mean a team with our kind of record, 7-2. and two. You rarely see a team start off the year looking one way, and then midseason, they're kind of the same. But that's really where the Steelers are right now. That's, really, that's kind of what we have to face as, as, as watching this team, is that this team is just kind of the same as it was. Yes, we've figured out that we can't rely on Ben. We're not going to throw 30, 40 times a game and be successful, right? We're going to have to run the ball a little more. But that hasn't made us any more successful offensively. Right? It, hasn't, it hasn't meant that we're, we're putting up more points or that we're, we're more consistent offensively. It's, it's certainly found, we found a winning formula, right? Because we've now won four in a row. But I think offensively, the thing that's killing us right now is our lack of third down conversion. I mean, it was absolutely, it's, it's been terrible 
really all year, but it was especially egregious in a game like Indianapolis where we're facing a defense that isn't any good. Again, the Colts are giving up 30 points like, you know, like it's Halloween and, and we're trick-or-treaters, right? I mean, we everybody's scoring 30 on this team or around 30. And yet the Steelers, you know, incapable, incapable of scoring 30, no matter what the defense is. Right. And this is where I get into like, you know, we, we've been saying all year, like give credit. You know, we said this at the beginning of at the beginning of the year it was very much like a, well, look, our offense is going to get going. But but give give the Vikings even some credit. Give the Jaguars even some credit. Give the Browns even some credit. Give well, again. No, we're not giving anyone credit anymore. Right. I'm off the get give the other team credit thing. We have we have got to be able to score points some way, somehow. And yes, I was all in on Le'Veon every down. And I'm all in on run, 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 and, and only use Ben when you have to. But and I think that that's been more successful than throwing the ball there, than than throwing the ball with the kind of regularity that we have. But the big plays haven't been there. We're not using play action. We're not good on third down. We're not good in the red zone. We're not good in short yardage situations. This offense just gets into these weird. You know where they just they just can't move the ball, they just cannot move the ball, and I again I don't know how to explain it. It I think it I think it starts with third down. I think it starts with third down. We have to be better on third down. I I I, I don't know our third down conversion rate on the year, but in this game we were what five of thirteen. Uh, you know very close a little over thirty percent there. We we were a team at our height. When we were, you know, 2014, 2015, we were a 50, 55% third down conversion team. We were leading the league in third down. Now we're just, you know, again, we're run of the mill, eh, third downs. And that third down efficiency, probably, I don't have the play by play in front of me, but that probably has a lot to do with the late, late in the game situations. We can sit here and talk about how Juju's been better and that Martavis was good in this game and, and, and all of that, but does it matter, right? Does that stuff matter? Does the fact that Juju's kind of come on as this number two option, has it really affected any games, right? Output-wise, whether it's Le'Veon running for 150 or Juju going for 150 or Martavis finally adding some, some pieces to the offense or AB going for, for big games, right? It doesn't really matter because... None of those things are happening in tandem. We're not having a huge Le'Veon game and Juju's going off. Or AB's going off and Le'Veon's going off. Or, or the whole passing game is just working. Or we're getting we're having, we're really successful in the red zone, right? These things aren't happening in tandem. You can just say, oh, against Indy, it was Mar- Martavis played a little better in this game. And he had some, some big catches down the stretch. Cool. And, and how, did, how did AB do? Ah, he had like three catches. One of them was kind of big at the end of the game. But uh, not really. He kind, of, he kind of disappeared. Oh, how'd Le'Veon do? I mean, he was okay at like 80, 90 yards, but three yards of carry, so not that effective. Great. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, so if if I can sit here, I, I want to sit here and we all want to say, oh, yeah, Juju, he's great. Juju's this great number two receiver. I agree with that. What does that mean? What does that mean? What is that actually giving us? Juju was on the field against Cleveland. He was on the field against Baltimore. He was on the field against Minnesota. He was on the field against Chicago. Every game offensively looks the same. So whether or not he's better today than he was yesterday, the offense isn't any better today than it was yesterday. That's where I get frustrated watching this team. 
That's where I get frustrated watching this team. Now, defensively, right, I'm not going to say bad things about this defense because, again, we haven't really had a bad performance results-wise. But the defense is certainly trending in the wrong direction because that consistent pressure that we were getting, gone. The, the, The kind of playmaking ability of Bud Dupree and TJ Watt, gone, gone over the last couple weeks. Since, since Cincinnati, these last two games, everything that was great about our defense has taken large steps backwards. Large steps backwards. They weren't bad against Indianapolis. They weren't bad against Indianapolis. But they, were, but they showed the things that make you worry about this defense. Right, Everything that made you worry coming out of Chicago reared its ugly head again against Indianapolis. And the same things that made you worry after Detroit reared its ugly head against Indianapolis. Sure, Indianapolis wasn't able to make us pay, and, and they didn't put 30 up there, right? In fact, they didn't even put up 20, as we've said. But those missed tackles on like a third and four by our best players, and I love that the announcers are talking about, oh, Ryan Shazier missing tackles is so uncharacteristic. Wrong. If you've been watching this team, right, Ryan Shazier, give him credit because he's all over the field. He's always around the ball. But he's not always a sure tackler. In fact, no one on this team is a really sure tackler. You know, Sean Davis, who has been so much better – over these pa- over this past winning streak, right? Really, I think against Kansas City, kind of came out and said, "Okay, I'm back to being the Sean Davis that I've been in, you know, in, a year ago." But even even him in this game was missing tackles at weird times. Those plays against Indianapolis, they they didn't end up hurting us that bad. But we keep having games like we had against Detroit, and we keep having games like we did against Indianapolis. It will come back to bite us down the stretch. We are lucky we have such an easy schedule. I'm not sure Tennessee can do this to us. I'm, I'm not sure D, that Green Bay can do this to us. I, I, I'm not sure a lot of teams on our rec, on our schedule can do this to us. But this Pittsburgh Steelers team, how are they going to beat New England? How are they going to beat New England? And I know New England is, a, is in a down year. They are in a down year. But how is this team going to beat New England? Right? Because we can keep being okay with squeaking by because the result at the end of the day is a win. But if this offense is going to score 20 or 23 points against New England, are we really holding Brady down under 20? Are we, do we all, are we all in agreement that we're just going to hold Brady down under 20? Especially given what we've seen this defense do against Brissett and against Stafford the past two weeks? I, just, I find it very hard to believe. And even if we did, even if we did do that to Brady... Are we doing that in the Super Bowl? Are we doing that against the Rams offense who puts up 30 every single week? Are we doing that against Carson Wentz? Again, I don't. I have a very hard time imagining that. It's very good that we're sitting here week nine complaining about a 7-2 and two football team, right? Because it could be a lot worse. You could be complaining about a 4-5 and five football team like we were a year ago. We're not, we're not that team, right? We are, to our credit, winning football games. But it is frustrating when you watch this team and it's just kind of the same thing, the same kinds of problems. New additions along the way, like I said, Juju playing better. Cool. I like Juju. Probably my favorite Steeler right now. Just a fun guy to have on the team. But what has that really gotten us offensively? What is What does Juju being good on this offense really mean? It means that we're still scoring 20 a week. We're still a team that can't really put teams away in the fourth quarter, right? I mean, I, I mean, in this game, obviously, we did. 
But that was because we had to come from behind and win. And again, I agree, you know, it was different than it was in Chicago. And again, I give them credit for that. But it wasn't all that different from what happened in Detroit. It wasn't all that different from what happened against Kansas City. Right? The only good thing you can say about the Steelers right now, to me, is that they are, they are winning football games. But defensively, the, the, the defense that we, we all thought we had and the, the defense that we, we've seen all year is showing cracks now. It, it hasn't spilled over yet. It hasn't spilled over. Right? Even with the Hayden injury, I don't think Sensabaugh played poorly. I still think Mike Hilton is a great defender. I think T.J. Watt has had a rough stretch here. I think Bud Dupree has had a rough stretch here. I still think they're quality football players. I think Ryan Chazier, you know, again, a great linebacker, misses too many tackles. I still think our defensive line is very, very good. I like what Sean Davis brings to the table. I hope Mike Mitchell can get healthy. But we're not, we're not the consistent pass-rushing team we thought we were. Because against Detroit, who gives up more sacks than anybody, and against Indy, who again is you know just not a good football team, we really struggled to find consistent pressure. Really struggled. Yes, they got some pressure late, and I and and, and again more credit to this team for what happened in the, in the second half of this football game because it was it was something we have not seen from this team all year, and it did add a little you know it, it answered a question that I had. But the next question I have, and, and, and Steeler fans, please write me, SteelerCountry at gmail.com. I want to know, what happens first? Does this team score 30 points, or does the defense give up 20 in regulation? Because I, I, I've, asked, you know, I've asked everybody that I, that I know, and every answer I get is different. And, and please, you know, I, I would like if you, if you do email SteelerCountry at gmail.com, include a reason why. Because you know, I've heard a lot of like, well, I don't think, I don't think offensively we can score 30 so I think defense is going to give up 21st, right? A lot of a lot of I just think the other side the other thing is so improbable that it's going to be this one, right? To me, I think we're going to give up I think we're going to give up 20 at some point. I do because I think the cracks on this defense are starting to show and we we haven't played well defensively uh, I think since since the second half of, of Cincinnati. But even in that Cincinnati game, you saw it in the first half of that one, right? You saw it in the fourth quarter against against, against Kansas City. There are some cracks that this defense is showing, and someone's going to be able to expose it. Not necessarily to put up 40, right? But again, holding every team to under 20 points is very impressive and very strange through this, through this part of the season. All right, let's look ahead to what the Steelers have uh, upcoming. Obviously, uh, tomorrow night, they'll be playing against the Tennessee Titans. This is game is at home, and, and one thing, you, if you look at the schedule coming up, there are a lot of a lot of home games. The, the Steelers' first couple games there, and the, the first nine games were largely road games, and they only lost one. Again, give, I, again, I give this team a lot of credit for that as well, right? Because yes, the games against the Lions and the Colts were were tough performances and and rough games to watch, but they were on the road. And this this is a team that has traditionally played so much better at home than they have on the road. Their, their home games to this point, have they've only had, at this point in the year, three home games. The Vikings, the Jaguars, and the Bengals. Those are their home games. The Vikings game, again, a strange game. They, they, they never really, it never really felt like offensively that we had put that game away. You know, we definitely put that game away. Um, just kind of kicking field goals too often, as, as has been the case with this team. Again, the Jaguars game, 
Uh, I saw that one live. The One of the weirdest, strangest games you're going to see. Uh, five interceptions from Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, very uncharacteristic. But, you know, I will say about that game, if you go back to before the pick sixes started and you look at the score, nine to seven Steelers, and you can just, just imagine that those pick sixes don't happen, right? And that both sides have to play offense, uh, you know, traditional offense without scoring so easily. Just extrapolate out a score from that. It's the third quarter. It's the middle of the third quarter. It's 9-7. to seven. Where do you think that game ends up score-wise? I think the Steelers score like around 20 and the Jaguars score like in the teens. Very likely. Very, very likely. Uh, and then their, their last home game was against, against Cincinnati, which, again, the best offensive output we've had this year. So I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful now. That given given the fact that, okay, yes, at home we do play much better and Ben plays much better and hopefully Ben on third down and Ben in the red zone can be improved in these home games, that this this sort of hovering around 20 every week and you know only giving up in the teens starts to go away and we start to really put some points on teams uh, and really start to show defensively that we are that dominant defensive team that we saw against Kansas City and we saw in the second half against Cincinnati. So we'll play the Titans at home, then we have the Packers at home. Two weeks later, we'll have the Ravens at home, Patriots at home, and Browns at home. I mean, you look at this, this stretch now, right? The road, the, the, the road to the playoffs, essentially. We have, what, six of, our, uh, six of our next, no, five of our next seven, excuse me. Five of our next seven are at home. That's how you want it to be, right? Five of your next seven are at home. The two road games are at Cincinnati on Monday night. Again, that's a weird one. It's a Monday night game. It's against it's against Cincinnati. It's a it's a division game. Weird things can happen there. But again, hopefully the Steelers can find a way through that that rut um, and pull that one out. You know, again, it might be another you know twenty to eighteen this time. Uh, and then at Texans, that was supposed to be a great game. That's on Christmas Day. This was this was the T.J. Watt versus J.J. Watt Bowl, which again went away when J.J. Watt was hurt for the year. Uh, and then. You get really excited because you're going to face Deshaun Watson, best young quarterback in football right now. Um, that, of course, goes away when he gets hurt. So now the Steelers are going to go up against Tom Savage in a Texans team that eh, doesn't look that great anymore. Um, again, that's hopefully another easy road win for this team, although easy and win really don't go together with this team. But then the other five, the other five are home games, right? The other five are home games, again, against teams, and I went this over this last week, but against teams that... You know, by and large, they should be beating, right? Tennessee, 6-3, and three, a lot like the Steelers in that, you know, they're 6-3, and three, but are they are they really a 6-3 and three football team? You know, the, the Titans are one, are one of the only teams in the National Football League, I think there's three of them right now, that have a, a negative uh, a point differential. That's kind of shocking. A, a, a team with a 6-3 and three record that has a negative point differential is very, very strange. So... Again, you know, they're, they're one of those, like, fake good type teams um, that hopefully, again, the Steelers can find, find an easy win against. The Packers without Aaron Rodgers, that's another one, right? The Packers defensively are so depleted. And then offensively, you know, they keep going through running backs. Uh, no Aaron Rodgers. Shouldn't have a problem there. Against the Ravens, again, that's another Sunday night game, although I, I have to imagine that that game will get moved. Uh, off of that Sunday night schedule. Uh, 
that's a game in which, you know, we dominated Baltimore earlier this year. The Steelers usually win the home game. They should win the home game again. Um, and then you face New England, right? Everything I've said on this podcast, right, as, as disappointed as I am with this team, I'm only just, again, I, and I've said this a million times in this podcast, but I think it bears repeating, right? Because when we, when we go through this kind of exercise of like, God, what's wrong with this team? Again, I, I want to emphasize, this is in relation to this team's ability to win the Super Bowl, right? Obviously, I'm not complaining that we're watching a 7-2 and two football team. Obviously, I'm not complaining that our defense is starting to show cracks, but they're not really bad. Yeah. I'm complaining because I don't think this team right now, as constructed as they're playing, is good enough to win in January. That's my concern. If we face Kansas City again in January, playing the way we're playing, are we sure we're going to win that game? If we face the Patriots in January, are we sure we're winning that game? I get that there's not a lot of great teams in the AFC, and so there aren't a lot of teams that scare us. But we're not going to go through the whole AFC playoffs playing Tennessee and Jacksonville and you know whatever the sixth seed is, whether it be Buffalo or Oakland or whatever crap team sneaks in, right? We probably are going to get one of those games, especially if we end up with home field advantage. So we'll probably end up with a rematch against the Jaguars, for instance, right? Cool. I do think the Steelers can beat the Jaguars, even playing the way they're playing right now. But you're going to get into that AFC title game, and you're not going to be able to avoid playing either Kansas City or New England, who I think are the only two other good teams in the AFC. And I don't think, playing home or away, that this team, as they're playing right now, where they are struggling to put up points and defensively eh, not looking as strong as they did, I don't think this is a team that beats New England right now. And I'm not saying that they can't be that team, but they have to improve. These, These positive signs that we're seeing especially offensively, with Martavis finally having a good game, Juju you know, becoming this breakout rookie, that has to start to mean something. And it has to mean something on the scoreboard. That's where we are. We, if we preview the Titans game, this is a rematch against Dick LeBeau. So this is going to be an interesting, interesting one just, just with that whole uh, mindset, right? Dick LeBeau coming back, facing his former team, facing Mike Tomlin facing his replacement in Keith Butler, but really facing Ben Roethlisberger, facing this offense, an offense that I'm sure he knows intricately well, having gone against them for so many years in practice and gone against Ben Roethlisberger you know, for countless years now. Um, this is going to be an interesting matchup because, again, Dick LeBeau is going to have that kind of special insight into the kind of things that Ben Roethlisberger doesn't like, that this offense doesn't like Le'Veon Bell, the whole, you know, the whole thing. So I'm interested to see how this team responds, how the offense responds, and then defensively, you know, we have to, I'm interested to see how they go up against Mariota, who's not a great quarterback yet, a good young quarterback, better on his feet probably than than through the air right now, he's, he's not even, I don't think he's even above 60% completion percentage right now, their offense is not really high flying in any way, but he's a good young quarterback, he's an interesting young quarterback, I'm interested to see how this defense defends him. They've, they've traditionally had trouble with guys who move outside the pocket. And they've also this year had trouble against teams that are as uh, high-powered a running attack as, as uh, Tennessee has, right? Only Kansas City, we shut down their run for sure, right? But Jacksonville, eh, not great. Um, and then, of course, you know, Chicago, com- atrocious. I'm interested to see how DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry uh, do against, against our defense. Right? If we're going to go out there and we're going to miss tackles in this, in this kind of game, 
uh, they're going to make us pay, right? This is this is very much the, the kind of two-headed monster that, that came back to bite us against Chicago. And I don't expect Mariota to have a ton of success, right? But he's, it's, he's not Mike Glennon back there, right? He's, he's going to be able to toss the rock a little bit. And if we're leaving guys in wide open space like we have been the past couple weeks, you know, Jacoby Brissett made us pay. Mariota's going to make us pay in those situations too. Now, hopefully, again, playing at home, Playing in front of our home crowd for the first, or for the only the fourth time this year, the first time in, in you know five weeks or however long it's been, it, it it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting game. Uh, again, if I'm doing a score prediction here, you know what what am I? If I predict anything out of the ordinary, you know I just it's a recipe to be wrong, right? I mean the the score is probably going to be something. You know, along the lines of every other game we've watched this year, you know, 23-16, to 24-17, right? You know, I just don't think this is going to wildly deviate from the, the kinds of games the Steelers have played already. Right? I don't think this is the game where offensively we kind of put it together, certainly not in a Thursday game, right? Again, this is another one of those games where just come out with a victory. Let, you know, we have 10 days now to figure it out um, or, or to, to, to get better as we go up against – uh, Green Bay on a, on a sunny night, um, so yeah, I mean, I think twenty four seventeen is, is would be my prediction, and, and I hope what I hope out of this game is that defense. What I want to see more than anything is defensively, it has to look better than it's looked. It has to look better than it's looked the last couple weeks, right? This has been a defensive team the past nine weeks. We've won because of defense. We've won because defensively we have played so dominantly that we have not allowed teams to score points or keep up. Or, or get out to gigantic leads. That has been, by and large, the winning formula. And I want to see that again against against Tennessee. Uh, if we go back to being that team, if we go back to being the dominant pass rushing team, good against the run, sure tacklers at the point of attack, you know, the rest of it won't really matter, right? How effective offensively we are won't really matter. Although, again, it's another thing where now that we have Juju going – Figure out a way to get Juju going in the same game that you're getting the Le'Veon running game going and you've got A-B working. You know, let's start to convert some more third downs, be more efficient in the red zone. Just generally speaking, put up points, right? However they come. Again, I'll go back to the Cincinnati game and say, look, looking back on that game, yeah, I mean, we were all really disappointed that, you know, we only scored 29 because we had so many possessions and, and so many good drives that ended in field goal. And I'll go back to that point, right? I want to go back there. Let's go back to the team that was consistently driving the ball but only scoring field goals because it's a lot better than the team that can't move the ball and is going three and out and you feel like, how in the hell is this team even going to score points? So again, to, to wrap this thing up, I mean, it's a Thursday game, so you know, don't read too much into what happens in Thursday football. Again, a lot of weird things happen. Teams are playing either above their ability or that you know, it just kind of looks sloppy in a lot of ways. Um, Thursday football, not necessarily reminiscent of what normal Sunday football. So take everything you, you see with a grain of salt. Again, I have the Steelers winning tomorrow night, 24-17. to 17. That's going to do it for Steelers Country this week. Thank you all for listening. If you want to leave feedback, again, uh, SteelersCountry at gmail.com. Write in with, uh, is, this d- is the offense going to score 30 or the defense going to give up 20? Which one happens first and why? SteelersCountry at gmail.com. You can tweet me at SteelersCountry. Find the website, SteelersCountryPodcast.com. See you next week.